0: It's Saturday of the second week of Lent. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zilsdorf. The Roman station today is Santi Marcellino e Pietro, Marcellinus and Peter. Constantine the Great built a church here on the Via Labicana, which runs in the same place now as it did in ancient times and with the very same name. Uh, he built a church in honor of these martyrs. And he had his mother, St. Helena, buried there in a porphyry tomb, so it must have been a special place for him. Like most churches, it underwent many restorations over the centuries, this one, however, was later entirely demolished, and a new one finished in seventeen fifty four Saint Peter of this pair was an exorcist. He was imprisoned during the persecutions of Diocletian, and he wound up converting as jailers. The priest Marcellinus then baptized them eventually, both of them were beheaded. Their church was rebuilt in the eighteenth century by Pope Benedict the Fourteenth Papa Lambertini who had also done work on the Trevi Fountain and on the façade of St. Mary Major. During the renovation work, an inscription was found which said that there had been here a church dedicated by Pope Syriacus, who died in 398, and also other inscriptions from the time of Gregory Third and Alexander IV in the 13th century. It's possible that this pair of saints who were probably not brothers, nevertheless influenced the mass formulary in respect to the readings, for the extraordinary form, of course. The first reading is about Esau and Jacob, while the second, the gospel, is the parable of the prodigal son, which also has two brothers. In the ordinary form, the gospel remained the same, though the parallel was lost in the first reading. We have 20 sermons by Pope Gregory the Great, who died in 604, that he preached in the ancient church of Saints Marcellinus and Peter. Amen. From Toward Easter by Father Patrick Troadec. The church presents to us today the parable of the prodigal son. This ungrateful boy leaves the house of his father to go and lose himself in the false pleasures of life. He spends all of his money in riotous living and finds himself without a cent, obliged to keep watch over pigs in order to have anything to eat. The extremity of his wretchedness finally makes him reflect and remember the sweet joys that he had tasted in his father's house. Moved by remorse, he then decides to go home to his father. His father, who sees him from afar off, runs to meet him, throws his arms around him, and prepares a feast for him. The father is overjoyed to see his son, and the son is certainly overjoyed also to see his father again. Definitely, in the beginning, this happiness is tempered by the sorrow of having caused his father pain. Only when we start coming out of the pit do we realize how deep it really was. Then do we feel a great sorrow and ask ourselves how we ever could have fallen so low. Yet, little by little, The view of the father is such a consolation for the son that the pain gradually subsides, and soon there remains only a profound peace. This boy in the parable represents the sinner. We, too, have offended God many times over. Like the father in the parable, God waited patiently for us to come back to him, He even did more because it is He who inspired us to return to Him, giving rise to our movement of repentance. By confession, He allows us at any moment to be completely washed, whitened, purified. Lord Jesus, I thank Thee profoundly for the patience Thou hast shown me up to this moment. Grant me the grace never to doubt Thy mercy and to come humbly back to Thee by the sacrament of penance when I have the misfortune of falling into sin or discouragement. Henceforth, I will take time to awaken in myself a greater contrition so that my confessions might be more fruitful.